Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Sergey Revson, and I am back with you this week with another edition of the 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up. This series is all about telling short stories of real entrepreneurs and real lessons learned to get you motivated for the week no matter where you are right now with your business or your side venture. And today, the story that I want to tell you is a personal story. Um, And it's for anyone out there that is struggling potentially, maybe the idea that you had is not working out. Maybe you're finding yourself at a point where you're starting all over and you may not be able to afford to work on your own thing much longer. And so I was uh, at a similar situation with my twin brother just a couple of years ago. And we had a software business that we were running for a few years. It was making some money, but the expenses were starting to outweigh the the revenue that we were making. And it was actually a, a pretty difficult point in our lives because in our late 20s, we were forced to move back home. And there were a couple of reasons why we moved home. But one main reason, it was getting really expensive to live in New York City and try to run this business without much income coming in. So we bit the bullet and we moved home with our parents, which of course is not the easiest thing to do when you're in your late 20s and your career is supposed to be on the up and up. But we knew it was a step we had to take. And a couple of months into our time at home, we were trying to raise funds from investors for the software business and not really succeeding. And our co-founder, our technical co-founder that was supporting the entire technology base, decided he couldn't work on the business anymore. He had to go out and make some real money. We didn't blame him, and we parted ways amicably. But uh, unfortunately, we were at this point now where we not only had one business that was failing, but we didn't have any real way to make income for the months to come. And we were, unfortunately, we were living at home and we were desperate to get out of home and move back to New York City. We didn't want to live at home. So Vadim and I came up with a plan to try to launch a business as quickly as possible. We were all about trying to build a product business up until this point. But we decided, why not try with a service, something that we know how to do, then at least we don't have to rely on somebody else. Our tech co-founder just left. We don't have to rely on someone else in order to build a product and to be able to provide it to customers. So let's just do something on our own. So we essentially wrote down a list of skills that we have that we could potentially teach to others or do consulting with. And between consulting and training, we decided on a training business. And looking at the skills we have, primarily they were around sales and business development. We did sales in different jobs that we had for startups before this and for our own business. And so we thought, well, we have this sales skill set. So we narrowed in on this one skill set from all of the skill sets that we had. And the next step was to try to find, well, who are the potential customers that need this skill set? And we decided to focus on business-to-business, B2B customers, instead of trying to sell directly to consumers, because we know that businesses have money to spend, they have budgets, and so perhaps we can access this training budget. Uh, What we didn't know back then was that training was a very, uh, I would say, saturated market. There's a lot of training services out there, but nonetheless, we, we had no options, right? We needed to move out of home. So, After we narrowed in on this one skill set, we decided to write a list of uh, potential customers that need this skill set. So the skill set of sales, business development, and really what we called it, it was communication skills. We can teach communication skills to others. And the universe of people that can learn that skill is pretty wide. If you think about it, you're never really taught that skill in school, in college. And so we thought that might be a really interesting opportunity. So first, we started off with uh, potentially selling to salespeople or sales teams. 
And we quickly found out by talking to a few friends that there was so many options. We did some research online for sales training that that wasn't really going to be that interesting. And then we decided maybe recruiters, so technical recruiters that have a list of engineers, uh, maybe they want to train those engineers so they're more attractive as employees. So we were sitting in a university classroom. It was in the summer. It was essentially our makeshift co-working space. And we made a list of recruiting firms and we started cold calling them because we didn't have time to really validate this business. We just need to validate it by selling essentially. And remember, we didn't want to come up with a whole curriculum, a training curriculum before we had some customers because if we can't get customers, what's the point of spending all this time building a curriculum? So we cold call a bunch of recruiters. Most of them didn't really understand the value of what we were doing. And so we decided that wasn't a good market. Then we had this other sub market of tech teams, potentially at funded, well-funded startup engineering teams. We could teach them soft skills, communication skills, make them more effective at work. Uh, We... We had this subset of tech teams, but it was really, really wide, so we wanted to narrow down the subset even more, and we looked into coding boot camps. It was kind of on a whim. We decided to look at coding boot camps as a potential place where they might want to hire us to teach their engineers soft skills because they're already learning other skills. And so we made a list of, I think, about 40 of those coding schools. It took us about half a day uh, to put that list together. And because cold calling didn't work very well before with the recruiters, we decided to email them essentially a pitch to see if they'd be willing to talk to us. And within two days of sending emails to these 40 schools, we had more than half of them respond. We had calls set up with 15. And out of those 15, we were able to get 10 meetings in person just within a week of doing this. So that was a big indication for us that it was going to work. And so now that we had meetings set up, it was worth it for us to spend the time and put together a 10-slide deck. So we didn't even have a deck before this. We essentially just had an outline uh, and a landing page on a website in case they asked us for more information. So we put together a very simple deck of 10 slides, and we went and met with these companies either in person or some of them it was demos over the phone of this slide deck. And we talked to a few, and there was some interest, but a few of them said no. But what we did is we learned about what they liked and didn't like about our deck. So what services in this communication training realm were interesting and were not, and we refined it for the next meetings. And lo and behold, within three weeks and uh, 10 in-person meetings, we were able to close our first deal that was valued at $4,000, and that was pure profit for us. Now, notice what we did here. We tested and iterated along the way both the market that we were serving and the type of content that we would provide. And not only that, but we also iterated on the actual pitch, right, with the, the pitch that we would deliver. And we didn't spend any time building out a whole curriculum because we didn't want to waste time if nobody was willing to buy it. And by the time we did that, we had a couple of packages that we could offer. How do we close this $4,000 deal? Well, we knew we could do a half-day training, a full-day training, or two full-day trainings. Essentially, we offered that as a menu item uh, and for them to choose from because we didn't know what they would want. And a company hired us to do one full-day training for $4,000. And we didn't even have to incorporate because we were just service providers that that essentially just did it as contractors. So we didn't have to spend a lot of time and money creating an an institution. And there we go. We, We had revenue at this point. We already had some potential clients in the pipeline. And this business taught us how to do curriculum development and how to teach over an extended period of time and ultimately helped us land the future jobs that got us to where we are today. So hopefully this motivates you even if you're starting from zero 
even if your business is failing, you can always turn it around by trying something new, but you do have to be willing to try and willing to put yourself out there. Just hedge your bets. Don't do all the work until you can figure out that there's an actual market for what you're doing. Until next week, this is Sergey Revzin of The Mentors signing off.